Cool. All right. Um, hello, Chilinoy. Um, if you're noticing a little bit of audio difference, I want to just come out and say right now that we're not recording from home base. Um, but uh, what if what even is home anymore? Right now, I'm, I don't even know. <laughs> I tried to be really deep right off, off the bat. Hey, Nathan, welcome to the Chilinoy podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast, Cole. But I, I will tell you, man, what is home anyway? To me, home is a little old place called Carbondale. Uh, and that is where hey. my, <laughs> my name would be known uh, around about town. I am Nathan Colombo, uh, also uh, known to many folks out there as WTF Carbondale, but WTF Carbondale itself is more than just a person, but really is kind of a platform uh, for people in this town uh, and folks who have uh, a love and connection to this place to, to communicate about it. Uh, one of the things that I was super interested in being, being on this podcast uh, for was to get to talk to a fellow podcaster just about what it is to uh, document a particular segment of life in Illinois, whether that be what I'm doing geographically uh, here or what Cole is doing, uh, you know, within a particular niche industry uh, and, and culture. And uh, that's one of the things that really drew me to this podcast, man, was I, was I saw what you were doing is very similar to what I'm doing just in a different uh, formulation. Uh, and so just getting the chance to come on here and, and talk to you uh, about what we do uh, a little bit, uh, have some shop talk to, to sell up my uh, hometown, a place that I love so much and, and want to expose to uh, the broader Chilinoy network here. And then to just like go over some funny coincidences of like how people connect because dude, you've already had two people that I'm buddies with on the show uh, in Jesse Tuttle uh, and Sophia Julio. Um, Jesse, who I know because he's a stand-up comedian, I'm a stand-up comedian. I've had a chance to book him uh, here once before. Yeah. Uh, and then Sophia, because she uh, went to school here in Carbondale at SIU. And so I've had a chance to like rub elbows with her. And I remember when she was just like talking about, you know, wanting to break into the cannabis industry, right? And here it is like just a short two years later. And like, she's already climbing the ladder and like making things happen. And it's just cool to see like how, how this you know, how people can like get out there and get into this industry and, uh, and how that can kind of lead back to, uh, to here. And there's, there's so much more about Carbondale and cannabis and we'll get into all that and whatever else, but you, you pick where, where you want to go first on this and I'll follow you a little bit. Cole, don't let me take over your show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Hey, thank you for the warm introduction and, uh, yeah, shout out to Sophia and, uh, Jesse, two awesome people. Um, before we get into, yeah, talking about, uh, yourself, Carbondale, um, you know, et cetera, like you say, anything and everything. Um, please tell us where we can find WTF Carbondale online. Oh my God. You can find it everywhere. You can find the page and the appropriate Twitter and Instagram that are all kind of a mirror of one another that are my kind of broadcast uh, activities with the brand at WTF Carbondale on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can find the community that is WTF Carbondale in the Facebook group that is public. So if you want to come just like take a little peek at Carbondale life and then just scurry away, uh, you know, having having voyeur just a bit of, uh, of what we've got going on here. Uh, it is it is visible to the public. And then there is the podcast itself, the WTF Carbondale podcast, where I talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back together to this little old place we call home, 
Carbondale, Illinois, and that can be found on anywhere uh, where you get your podcast. Uh, I just, you know, I work through Anchor and Anchor hits all platforms. And I also release to YouTube and Facebook, uh, you know, just because you got to be everywhere these days, man. That's, that's part of the, and that's why, you know, the, the other thing, you know, that I, that I, that I haven't praised you on enough as I, as we've come into this conversation, man, I mean, you, you get what it is to, to try and develop a, a, community in a digital space from scratch with the subreddit and then try and figure out what moderation looks like over the course of growth from a couple hundred people to a couple thousand people to like 10,000 people and what it looks like all the way through, man. So, I mean, it's, it's a different deal than, than Facebook, of course, and, and moderated Facebook group, but it's still managing a, uh, you know, a large community of folks in an online space. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to our Reddit. It's uh, it's an awesome place. Um, so yeah, folks, uh, that'll all be in the podcast description. So if you're trying to just copy and paste something into your Facebook app, Instagram app, your Spotify app, whatever, uh, there'll be um, all that stuff will be in the podcast description. So nice. fret not. Um, so uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Uh, I'm assuming born and raised in Carbondale. I mean, you seem to love Carbondale, <laughs> dude. It's uh, the uh, it's it's the sales pitch, right? I'm I'm also an aspiring political. I actually I ran for mayor two years ago. I ran for city council uh, just a couple months ago. That election was held. I've lost both times, so I've gotten awfully close. Uh, and for being 31 years old right now, like I got time to work on this town, like just to see uh, the the policy interests that I. I, that I just have, right, become part of the general discussion uh, about town and, and throughout uh, the institution that is the the city, right, is just cool to cool to see, uh, right, not just because, you know, I've, I've spoken about these things, but because these things are things that other people have spoken about as well, uh, and embraced and just the community as a whole has moved forward on, right, if we're talking specifically about cannabis, right, because this is a cannabis uh, podcast, uh, you know, PTS opened up a consume location here in town, uh, I want to say like June-ish of last year, right? They took over a really cool spot in the old Newell building. It's like a hotel that was built in the early 1900s. It's a real elegant place. Um, and and uh, our mayor, Mike Henry, uh, who's a decent guy and somebody that uh, that I've been happy to kind of run against, like, and then see him go out and embrace like- Mike Henry is in the world's most powerful man. The, the world's WWE. most powerful man. That, that is correct. That is correct. No, um, <laughs> um, but so, so uh, Mayor Henry was the first person to make a purchase from uh, Consume at the ribbon cutting and at the grand opening, right? And there was a full on embrace there. Uh, you know, another buddy of mine, Adam, uh, Adam Los, you know, was, was integral in, in helping to bring that uh, activity to town, right? And that's just like a, 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 you know, a tip of the iceberg sort of deal in Carbondale uh, as it relates to cannabis. We are we are uh, mapped out uh, as a social equity community. Uh, there is a space right on the main drag uh, on Route 13 uh, where an old hotel used to sit. Uh, it, like, and you you get into town, you pass them all, and this is the first stretch of like developed land that you really see. Uh, and the city has a purchase agreement with uh, the with I, I don't know which uh, craft grower it is. Is, but um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's something that can that can be uh, looked up through all the public filing stuff. But they uh, they have uh, they have this purchase agreement for that piece of property to be developed into uh, a craft cannabis uh, grow facility and small uh, small retail space, right? And that would be like 
literally a sign that says welcome to Carbondale, a smack dab in the middle of town uh, that's tied directly to cannabis. Uh, I, I don't know how, how they're working on things now, but they're, uh, last time I, I uh, recall checking in on it, they were looking to, to develop a consumption lounge below uh, the consume store there. Uh, I would hope that those plans are still going. It's, it's kind of neat, uh, just about 20 miles down the road, uh, a little town called Cesar, Illinois is the first uh, city in the state to have a uh, a cannabis lounge be licensed and it's just it's a unique thing to be yeah. there uh you know i'm a little i'm a little perturbed that carbondale missed that one i think it would have been real cool if we had been the first uh city in the in the state to be able to to do that but you know what it's it, you know it, it just isn't one of those things uh where not being first means that they're that we're anywhere uh behind on it so i think there's there's a lot of opportunity there uh, we've got siu's cannabis science um uh school they're there the the cannabis research program I, I don't know what to call it i just know that buck hales who is literally my neighbor is the dude that's over the whole thing and he's just an awesome dude and there's a lot of people doing a lot of really high quality research um uh and just you know technical training here in carbondale uh that's directly tied into the the larger cannabis uh industry i mean we had a, we had like a southern illinois um cannabis summit or something to that effect here just a couple months ago and i told you i, I want to try and get buck uh sent your way for the show uh, just as well as my buddy kyle who's got a uh business called eco buds and they provide uh you know different uh biosecurity uh remediation measures for uh cannabis grow companies that are pretty much from the midwest to uh the the east coast and uh he's just he's he's been in this several years now he's somebody that i've known for like 10 plus years like we've known each other i would have been like 19 he would have been 20 20 21 22 ish uh he's just a little bit older than i am and it's just neat to see him do that out of his little like ranch farm home in Macanda. and this dude just has become this this uh just sponge for knowledge about the cannabis industry uh, and about like growing cannabis. And he's gone out and he's executed that to the tune of, uh, you know, a, a pretty, like a pretty significant opportunity uh, for, for a company to like be an underpinning within the cannabis industry, right? Like there's the, the old adage about, you know, do you go pan for gold in a gold rush or do you sell the pickaxe, right? Like Kyle's out here selling the pickaxe, and he's just right here in our backyard. It's just, it's, it's wild to be here, man. And I would have never thought, you know, even five to seven years ago that this is a type of trajectory that this town in this area could latch onto, right? And Carbondale is, as an old party school, as a college town, right? Like it's not something that we're not already known for, right? <laughs> like, uh, you know, this, this town is not, uh, is not shy uh, or averse to uh, cannabis consumption uh, in this way, just because it's, it's always been here. It's been here for quite some time, right? And now with the legitimization uh, of, the, of the industry through regulation and legislation and, and professional measures, like it, the identity isn't foreign to us. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, it's just, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's the population of Carbondale. 
Oh, that's a touchy subject, my friend. Uh, that is a touchy subject because we, uh, as of the 2010 census, we're at 25,600 residents. That's what it says on the sign as you drive into uh, town. Uh, however, over the course of that time, we have lost a significant amount of our student population at SIU. Uh, we've dwindled from, I think, somewhere around like 16 to 17,000 in 2010, uh, which was even down from our all-time high of about 23,000. I think that was in uh, the 70s, 80s, even into the early nineties. Um, and we've now, we've now, uh, seen attrition bring us down to around 10,000 students. And a lot of those students would count into our population count when a census, uh, would roll around because it's April, they're still here and they're told to count themselves at the residences that they occupy. Uh, so there's a, there's a strong possibility that when this, uh, finalized census count is released with the individual data, which, um, I, I know they've talked broadly about it thus far and the, and the state counts have gone out, but I've not looked for the, um, uh, for the for the individual uh, city city counts yet the um, it's very likely that we'll go under 25,000 folks uh, probably closer to the 20,000 range uh, and with that uh, our city actually has to send uh, tax a, a taxing referendum to the ballot uh, to decide whether or not we want to have home rule status in Carbondale uh, which is essentially the the ability for us to to tax things uh, out that that are different than how smaller communities which are mostly driven by property taxes operate we can do things like a 3% cannabis tax, right? As, as a home rule community, we're able to levy up to that state threshold of 3% on cannabis products sold in Carbondale uh, because yeah. we have that home rule status without having to take that to uh, the general public for, for a specific tax referendum. Real exciting stuff, right? <laughs> no, but it's, it's, uh, it's cool to know that that's what, makes the difference of I've always wondered because I noticed that people can like for example there's a um a tax on cannabis in Cook County like a separate Cook County tax mm -hmm. I believe and so I always wondered how they were doing that and so that makes sense thanks for I'm kind of uh <laughs> detailing that absolutely man and I'm sure that Chicago even even as it sits now has its own specialty uh, taxing district. I'm, I'm sure that the state legislature has, has you know, all sorts of mm -hmm. different taxation codes as it relates to Cook County, just because a, a major metropolitan area, right, the third largest city in the United States, uh, you know, by, sure. by population is, um, uh, you know, is, is part of our, is part of our much larger state that's primarily rural in nature. Uh, right. So there's there's a difference between here and say like a California where they've got, you know, a, a smattering of larger cities, uh, you know, throughout the state. Now, they're physically much larger. But here, you know, we've got Chicago and that that drives uh, what we've got going on here. Now, where where do you film out of? Are you in central Illinois somewhere or are you are you uh, are you in Chicago? No, we're uh, down near like the. I guess, I mean, we're not probably very far from. I don't know. We're new. We're new down here. So, and I'm high and can't think. Let me see. We're in like near <laughs> Effingham. Um, so it's not very far from Carbondale. Yeah, dude, like, you're like a, you're like a two hour drive. Fucking, yeah. Two hour drive. Yeah. I was going to say, I, thought, I didn't think it would, I was going to say maybe an hour or 30, but yeah, I think two hours is more, more accurate because it's all, yeah, you're all the way down at the end of the state. That's the, the geography I noticed gets different down here. <laughs> like, you know, no longer flatland it's pretty nice 
Well, and it's, and it's even funny, right? Like the, the way that we talk about Illinois, the, the, uh, the language around it, somebody from Chicago, anywhere that's not Chicago is downstate, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're North of Chicago, if you're not in Chicago, you're downstate. (laughs) Right. Um, and, and so somebody, somebody there may have that, that view of, of how the state's laid out. Somebody that's from the rural parts of Northern Illinois, see themselves as in Northern Illinois, and they get the breakdown between Northern central Metro East, possibly even, you know, Western Illinois and then Southern Illinois, because that's really we've got we've got several different ways that people talk about this state as it's as it's split up. Um, Yeah. You know, and we're, you know, here in here in Carbondale, we kind of consider ourselves as as, you know, really part of the Southern Illinois, Southern Illinois. Right. Um, And it's interesting. We share representation right now. I'm I'm sure that will change with the with the new redistricting uh, maps. But we share legislation with parts of the Metro East. And it's like it's decidedly different. Just an hour and 15 minute drive from here to the Metro East. Right. I mean, it's just it's Illinois is is a is a really like you can you can find a lot of different styles of living in Illinois uh, wherever you kind of go. I thought it was hilarious that that the state oh, yeah. only in our in our actual like statewide census count we only missed like eight we lost eighteen thousand people people oh it's gonna be a bloodbath we're gonna have we're gonna have so few people in Illinois we've lost millions of folks it's like we lost eighteen thousand people we're gonna be all right <laughs> uh, yeah that's pretty funny that's pretty funny well uh, hey before we get too much further I want to ask about like what you do and stuff but before you get too much further let's uh, let uh, you know chilling away we're all about you know bringing uh, sharing art uh, promoting local artists uh, whether that be comedians musicians whatever uh, you had mentioned before the show uh, that you have a sample I'm guessing it's a Carbondale local tell us about uh, what we're about to hear yeah, absolutely. So what you guys are about to hear is a snippet from Kids of the Black Hole by the Copyrights. They are a uh, Carbondale punk band uh, that was real active in uh, the uh, mid-2000s. Um, they, uh, the, the front man for the band, Adam Fletcher, uh, is really involved in like saving and documenting media uh, about Carbondale and specifically related to like cool shit. <laughs> um you know he he works to kind of help uh, help keep uh uh the oldest punk house in america possibly the world probably uh lost cross like on its feet and just uh it's cool to cool to be around folks like that but yeah kids of the black hole uh the copyrights local carbondale punk rock legends uh here you go Thanks again for uh, promoting local artists. Do you, I'm sorry, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know where they can, we can find them online? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can, you can find 
go just go you can search on youtube for the copyrights you can also listen to them on spotify uh okay. they've got you know they're they're in the they're in the hundreds of thousands of of streams they're they're visible you will see them and you'll be like ah that's the copyrights got it uh, cool. <laughs> cool i just want to make sure if uh, people were like man i dig that i dig that i want to hear more that they can find them um so yeah, tell us, uh, Nathan, a bit about you. I mean, you mentioned what you, what do you, what do you do though? What do you like? What do you do <laughs> on a day to day basis? So you got your podcast. Um, are you, what do you do like politically? I'm sure you're doing things now. Like, do you, you serve on a board or anything now? Or what do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do so many, so many different things, but, but staying focused on, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, on the, on the community activity and, and, uh, uh, and kind of what, what keeps me busy in life. Uh, the, the real cool project that I get to work on here uh, in Carbondale is called the Varsity Center. It is a uh, performing arts center. It's an old movie theater that was built in the 1940s. Uh, in 2003, the movie company Carasotes uh, closed down in 2007, 2008-ish. They gifted it to the city and the city gave it to a nonprofit board that uh, still manages it to this day. Uh, as different iterations of, of boards have come through, uh, I now am, am on this one. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been real, a real neat experience, uh, you know, again, talking digital media, uh, we have been able to create live streaming concerts just from uh, one of our rooms here at the Varsity Center uh, as the Virtual Varsity. Uh, you can find that on YouTube oh, yeah. uh, and Facebook at, uh, you know, the Varsity Center um, on, on Facebook and on YouTube. And that's been a, been a really cool experience, like being able to, to be connected, uh, to all of these local musicians and like be able to create, uh, something that, uh, that is, you know, not, not just a memory, uh, but a, but a living piece of, of media that they can reference back to. Right. It's been, you know, it's for some of these folks that I've done, it's been their first time ever like capturing something on camera, uh, outside of a cell phone. Right. It's just been a really neat experience. And I'm hoping that we'll be able to bring that experience back, um, you know, with a live audience where we're able to do live uh, productions in this space uh, what, with a, <laughs> uh, with that audience that, you know, people are drawn to that, right? Like we've got to come back and, and everybody's kind of reinventing themselves following the pandemic. This is one of our ways to do it. Um, and a cool thing for us, we like, you know, talking tourism, right? Another guy that I totally dig that you have on the podcast, uh, Mike, the God, right. That, uh, with weed travel food, like I, I would love to get that dude down here. I'd love to like get him on the train and get him down to Carbondale and just like have him step across the street and into like what we've got going on just to show kind of how this place and how downtown Carbondale is positioned as you know, this little tourism destination and how that then in turn, uh, connects directly with, uh, cannabis culture, right? So uh, you step off the train, you step across the street, and you're underneath our marquee. You get on the train in whatever. What is what is the main train station in Chicago? I don't. Uh, uh, it's like the same name. Uh, I'm gonna have to Every like. City, this. I can't think of it right now. It's like Union Grand. Union Station. Union Station. There you yep. go. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a Union Station in Denver as well. So it's like figure. Anyways. Yeah, uh, Union State. So you can ride the train all the way down. That's cool because then, yeah, I feel like I could. Anyways, go ahead. 
<laughs> yeah, man. no, I mean, you, you ride the train down, like you can step across the street, you can watch a show, you can like, there's a hotel right there. Eventually we're going to have consumption lounges in place. Um, you know, uh, Steve Mitchell, who's our city's economic developer, uh, been, been a dude that is, has, has like helped a bunch of businesses get through the pandemic and been like a, a, a pivotal resource for, uh, a bunch of businesses going through tough times right now is also a dude that's, that's looking at, uh, the viability of entertainment and tourism in, in downtown Carbondale. And part of that is cannabis tourism, uh, you know, finding ways to have events that are cannabis centric and uh, being able to, to invite people to that with ease of access uh, and very nice amenities uh, along the way. Uh, my, I've got, uh, I've got some other friends that have a, um, that have a, uh, Airbnb. It's called the the Pool House. Jane and D. Yeah. Uh, Jane Adams and, and D. Gordon. It's a it's a cool little spot uh, that's kind of like a, an add on to to their home. And they have folks come down and and stay and just relax for the weekend, be able to to enjoy the space. And they're coming from out of state, uh, you know, in in bordering states to just come here, have some legal cannabis consume, relax, and then go back to their lives where, you know, nobody knew them any different here. Um, and it's, it's a draw, right? We're talking people that are, that are not just, uh, you know, young folks. I say like us, dude, you make me feel like I'm a, like I'm an old man being 31. You're like, when I was in grade school in 2012, and I'm like, Oh, right to the heart. <laughs> um, uh, I was but, about to tell you, I was about to ask you, actually, you're, I was, this is just me trying to be funny. You know, I have a love for comedy and part of comedy is breaking each other's balls. So I was going to say you're either 14 or 35. I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, that's, that's because yeah, my camera's so all messed terrible. up and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not very visible. Right now, but, but no, in, indeed, indeed, I am closer to that 35, uh, closer to that 35 mark, but um yeah, man, just there, there's this, this place, this place is, is meant to be, uh, you know, part of, part of cannabis life. Uh, it's just, it's always been that way. And, and now that it's an actual, like, uh, you know, participatory industry where, where, uh, you know, every interest can, can find themselves involved without, uh, you know, with, with going through, uh, you know, more proper channels and, and, you know, facing less of a regulatory, uh, and, and legal threat to it. Like this is, this is the place for it, man. Like this is the place to come stretch your legs, like either for, you know, uh, consumption and, and, and enjoyment of cannabis or like really getting into, uh, the world of cannabis, just, you know, starting at an educational now, point and finding, finding opportunities from there. Now I have to cut in here with a, Carbondale pop quiz and it's only because you know if you're talking about getting Mike G the god down there you gotta you gotta let us know what kind of food you're, you're working with so give us give me give us some local shout outs of some good joints let's oh. start with my personal favorite please please start with my personal favorite pizza and then move through the plateau <laughs> or whatever you want to say well I am going to be biased uh, in the pizza realm, because I've gotten to work with uh, the Quattro's Pizza brand for for over or nearing a yeah it's 2011 so nearing a decade um, you know I've I've gotten to work in the restaurant I've gotten to work with um, uh, with the brand be able to be able to like really connect folks 
uh, more more deeply with the personality of of the restaurant. So Quattro's Pizza is is the go to. Uh, it is the most iconic restaurant in this town. It is the highest rated restaurant in this town. Uh, while I was lucky to work with a brand on the other side of it, it's like it it doesn't matter. It stands on its own. Um, yeah. And the um, yeah and the and the people respond accordingly. Uh, anybody out there that knows Carbondale, that's been through Carbondale, that's got any memory of it, probably has the Quattro's jingle stuck in their head. Call 549-5326. Quattro's Deep Pan Pizza. Um, Ooh, okay, so it's Deep Pan Pizza. That was going to be my next question. So um, there, there is, there is Deep Pan. Uh, it, is, it is not Chicago style. I have had to deal with that <laughs> my, entire, uh, my entire participation with the brand uh, to – um, you know, to, <laughs> uh, to get folks to understand that it is, deep dish is not the same as uh, deep pan, right? We still put the cheese, we still yeah. put the cheese in the right place on top. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, you know, something, something hey, whoa, whoa, hey, yeah, I know. Fight words. Hey, listen, man, if you're really from Chicago, deep dish isn't your thing, you're a tavern style guy. Right. So like I'm, I'm, I'm all in the pizza <laughs> culture, bro. I've been fighting the pizza culture wars for, for, over, for at a decade now. Um, you know, and I, and I see it all, I see it all, man. It's, it's all in good fun. Um, I actually, I, I once, um, uh, <laughs> uh, once had uh, little Caesars pizza actually canceled a nationwide promotion uh, because I had to tweet them and be like, Hey, uh, that new Quattro pizza that you guys have, you might want to check with your legal department and they they did and uh yeah they were a little out of bounds on their uh oh <laughs> uh, on their Stop. usage rights on on that uh, on that particular phrasing uh for uh, uh for their for their pizza so uh, you know it's just it's interesting how far reaching these types of uh you know small town relationships can be specifically like in carbondale it's just there's always been interesting people coming through this place and interesting things happening connected to here. Uh, like thinking about one of my, uh, one of my guests on the podcast, episode 59, Thomas Shaner, he's one of my, one of my stand-up comedians. And like, he remembers doing stand-up comedy in the back of Long Branch Coffee House in like 2003, which if you're Hannibal Burris and you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you, you probably even remember who I'm talking about uh, just because it would have been an interesting experience. And it's like these type of people, uh, both my buddy Thomas and Hannibal Burris have all staked their claim in Carbondale at some point in time. Uh, and it's just, it's neat to have uh, need to have those kind of connections to folks. Jim Belushi, if you have Jim Belushi on this podcast, which I totally believe you have the booking capacity to draw in Jim Belushi, uh, to the show, tell him Carbondale what says what's up and then give him my phone number, please. Um, <laughs> because that dude spent time in Carbondale. Um, he went to school here. I don't remember if his brother did or didn't go to school here, but his brother partied here. And the original college shirt from Animal House was printed at a uh, local print shop here in Carbondale. Like there, up until it burned down behind the old Dairy Queen several years ago, like the original Animal House was in Carbondale. Um, Adam Fletcher, who you guys heard uh, that clip from the copyrights, like I said, he's into like hunting down media uh, related to this place. And he just dropped uh, an old like NBC, like live from the scene reporting thing about Carbondale Halloween in 1980, where like the leadoff clip is John Candy just waltzing around downtown Carbondale, just like, oh, this place looks like it's full of ghouls and goblins. Like, it's just, 
that that stuff exists here. Uh, I don't know how, I don't know why, but like to be in the middle of all of it uh, is, is just, it's cool. Uh, it's neat to, it's neat to be living my life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy stuff, man. I did not know that. Uh, well, uh, I think I knew about uh, or had heard about some of the Belushi stuff. Didn't know about Hannibal Burris. That's that's crazy stuff. Um, if if you there's a there's a podcast that Hannibal Burris did. I don't remember if it's his podcast or. Hold on, man. I don't follow a lot of people on Twitter. Give me like two seconds to look this up because I swear I, I think I like followed the guy who did the podcast. Uh, I followed his <laughs> followed his Twitter, um, and he talked about uh, local legend Tanner, uh, who has since uh, passed away. Um, but he was a he was just a gentleman that was part of the hard rock scene uh, or part of the punk rock scene here in Carbondale. He was a Carbondale guy, uh, born and raised. He just happened to. Uh, you know, live on the live on the streets some of the times, and some of the times be sheltered with friends and family, uh, and just he lived an, an uncompromising life. And like in this podcast uh, that Hannibal is uh, is doing, like he he talks about uh, an experience that he had where uh, Tanner just like popped in a window of some. Uh, apartment that he was at and i can't remember if cannabis was involved like if they were smoking and they passed to him or if or tanner just like popped in and was like hey guys what's up and like bounced out but that's totally a carbondale story man it's a very real thing and it's very you know it's something that hannibal burris carries with him obviously right <laughs> yeah that's awesome well so okay so pizza um i'm gonna make people hungry what What's next? What is, is there anything, uh, are there any notorious restaurants in Carbondale or just any, you know, favorites that you have that you yeah, want man, to give a shout out to? Uh, there, there is, there's the Midland Inn Margarita. Um, it's like, they, they talk like it's some secret recipe from the seventies that only three people in the world know how to make. And they're just, they're really <laughs> good margaritas uh, just outside of town uh, in town. Uh, what's neat. We've got, uh, we've got a couple, a uh, couple of like real, like, uh, chef level restaurants that have opened up uh, in downtown Carbondale in recent years. One called the Underground Public House and one called Keepers Quarters. Both amazing. Josh at Underground, uh, Dave at Keepers Quarters. And uh, Dave at Keepers Quarters is parked right next to Legal Smile, uh, which is a really nice head shop. And then they've got uh, some grow, uh, some growing materials to the other side of it. They've, they've been able to take what was, uh, you know, a, an, an almost dead strip mall area and using cannabis adjacent and cannabis businesses, right. Have nice. been able to help provide some revitalization to uh, a, a, a neglected block uh, smack dab in the middle of downtown. It's really cool to see, to see that. So keepers quarters, uh, my, or sorry, I said, Dave, I meant to say Doug, uh, uh, my man, Doug at Kiever scores. And that's awful. Cause I ran into him at the co-op earlier today. Like I feel real silly right now that I just messed <laughs> Doug's name up. Um, but, um, so he's, he's right there. Uh, and he's, he's got a, got a real cool, like burgers and, and brews type, type restaurant that he's now uh following the pandemic is like built in a a little bodega where he like cuts up meats and uh you know and just kind of find take-home items um he's he for a while was doing really cool like breakfast pastries just you know as himself to to stay afloat and use his building however he could during the pandemic where he couldn't have people in to dine um and it's just it's a really cool uh experience that the guy that the guy puts on um and it's all it's all within this small little walkable space uh, space downtown. So you hop off the train, you walk down to Doug's, you you walk back to 
the varsity, you watch a show, you hop on the train, you go, you go home for the night. It's a party. Um, <laughs> like there's a, there's a nice little mapped out, uh, mapped out activity, uh, activity plan here. So that's, that's on the, uh, that's on just kind of the, the, the chef fair. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we've got, a the, the dairy queen downtown, while it's still serving dairy queen, like you could get anywhere else. Just the experience is real neat. Um, it's a, it's a standalone, um, just walk up dairy queen. Uh, with the old neon sign on it and everything. Um, and you just walk up to the window, you, you order Dairy Queen and, or you order a, a blizzard or whatever. And there it is. And you sit on the curb and you see cars go by and that's the experience. Like that's an essential Carbondale thing. Uh, Mark Wojcikowski, he is the second generation owner of it. His boys work for him now. They're, they're a little bit younger than me. I played baseball with them uh, in, in grade school. And it's just, it's, you know, it's like, ah, all right, cool. That's, that's what the, the Wojciechowskis do. They run the Dairy Queen, man. That's their thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's a very, again, very essential Carbondale, uh, Carbondale experience for folks. Yeah. Well, Nathan, uh, just a heads up, the weather here in Illinois is not so chill. Um, it's storming quite hard. So I just wanted to give you a heads up because I just noticed uh, my power flickered a bit. Um, but uh, hopefully I'd still be able to reconnect to a cellular network. But nevertheless, Chillinois, we're going to proceed with the show. Um, hey, man, you know, you mentioned, um, unless before I move on to the next topic, uh, did you have another, uh, like any other restaurants you wanted to shout out really quick? Uh, I was going to talk about your podcast next. Yeah, absolutely, man. So um, there, if you, if you find a restaurant in the top, you know, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I need to talk about. I need to talk about my buddy, Will and Southern Illinois Eats. So uh, a Chinese food restaurant in town, Nukahala, um, the, the manager and one of the sons, William, somebody that I've known forever. I worked there for, for a while as a delivery driver in college uh, and have just been, have, have known him and his family uh, and been like, you know, they've been part of my lives. I've been part of theirs for quite some time. Um, Will and I have, have tried to start a food truck together and done some other, you know, interesting things. But one of the things that he's gotten latched onto and really successful with in the past couple of years uh, is a food page, uh, food group, and and now page and and website and listing uh, called Southern Illinois Eats. Uh, so Ooh. I I, I want to make sure that who that I get their website right and make sure that it's not SI Eats versus Southern Illinois Eats. Do, 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 nope. No worries. So um, yeah, they. Well, he's go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, you're okay. I was just gonna say, uh, while you're looking that up, I was gonna remind our folks really quick. Uh, we're joined uh, today by Nathan Colombo. He's the voice of uh, the WTF Carbondale brand. Uh, you can find him at on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and more uh, at WTF Carbondale. Is the well? I'll ask you that question here in a little bit. Uh, you you mentioned you know that you're a stand-up comedian that has produced. Uh, you didn't mention this, but you mentioned this to me in the past. You produced two uh, specials currently streaming on Amazon of other comedians. You you. Uh, said not not you but that's still a fucking impressive uh thing to to say again i really uh, admire the art of comedy so if you know you're uh helping to produce that um i'm with it so 
Uh, just wanted to give you a quick shout out on those things. Did you have the uh, link queued up for us? Uh, yeah, man, it is. It is southerninillinoiseats.com. Uh, okay. that, is, that is where you can see the, the website itself. But the most active part of their community is the Facebook group. It's got 34,000 members here wow. in Southern Illinois, right? Which, you know, for little Southern Illinois, 34,000 folks is quite a lot. Um, you know, yeah. he's, he's been able to, to be part of, uh, you know, growing that brand and that activity. And that's led to involvement in things like uh, the Southern Illinois Collaborative Kitchen, which is something that uh, operates out of uh, Cristado's Bakery, also in downtown Carbondale, just like a stone's throw away from, from the railroad tracks on the other side of the road. And, um, you know, it's like, it's a go-to spot, right? Like he's cultivated, uh, you know, a, a certain level of uh, consumer and, and business uh, relationship that uh, has really seen, you know, businesses impacted by, uh, by the activity, right? People being able to find uh, these restaurants, right? Because you're, again, you're asking me a, a point blank question, like, hey, uh, you know, what are the restaurants we need to go to? Like, it's an all in one resource that is socially sourced uh, for exactly the sure. experience that you want in Southern Illinois. So Southern Illinois Eats, that's the, that's the go to for any of your Southern Illinois restaurant stuff that you want to check out. Everything's a billboard with me, Perfect. man. I'm sorry. Perfect. It's all it's, yes. it's all a sales pitch. <laughs> no, hey, that's that's what I'm looking for. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. We're looking to connect Chillinoyans uh, to the Chillinoyans to get the answers they need, to uh, get the services they need, the food they need, the place they you know need to enjoy their cannabis. Like you said, that might be something in the future. So, yeah, no, I, I uh, we appreciate it. So. Uh, let's talk about your podcast. Um, you know, you mentioned you do a podcast. Is that the WTF Carbondale podcast? What's the name of the podcast? Again, you got it. It is. You're, you're good. It is the WTF Carbondale podcast, the podcast where you talk to interesting people about their okay. interesting lives and tie it all back to this little old place we call home Carbondale, Illinois. And I am as of last night on episode, well, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Uh, what, what episode are you on? Uh, I'm on episode 63 as of yesterday. Episode 64 I'll be doing tomorrow. Um, and you know this, how much, how much it, effort it takes putting into, uh, you know, booking and recording and, and recovering audio and doing all of the associated activities uh, with it, man. I mean, to, to be able to crank out uh, as many as, as you have, like it's, it, takes, it takes the effort. <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's cool to, it's cool to just, you know, see somebody else just like really, really digging into it and being like, you know, I want to connect people specifically within, uh, you know, the, the cannabis uh, community in Illinois. Like it's, it's very much, like I said, a, 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 um, a culture uh, type of activity that you're doing. It's very much a, a geographical thing that, that I am doing, but the underpinnings of these projects are very much uh, the same, right? That this is a, that this is a weaver media that's meant to tie people closer together uh, by, by exposing them to, uh, you know, people that, that they should uh, be able to, uh, to hear more about who they otherwise without this platform would probably not know, uh, know any different. Um, and so, yeah, you're just, you're, you're helping yeah. to, to cultivate, uh, relationships. Uh, that's the same thing that I'm looking to do. And for me as well, uh, our archival, right. For, for this, I really want there to, to be, uh, just kind of referenceable modern media 
uh, as it relates to the the story uh, in the memories of of Carbondale, and so now is kind of that that right time. You know, there are plenty of books and plenty of pictures, and and you know, even film recordings because we've always had people interested in media in uh, in this area. But but the reality is there's there's not something that's kind of this living, breathing, like modern uh, you know form of documentation. That's kind of what I look at the podcast as uh, is this way to kind of see the 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 now, the past, uh, and the future. Uh, of this place, um, just by just by talking with folks and letting them share their stories. Yeah, well, I apologize for cutting off earlier. What I was going to say, because you said um, I'm joined by interesting people uh, to talk about interesting things, and uh, I, I'm going to butcher it because you said it well. But anyways, I was going to, my question was going to be, have you talked to any interesting people? And the whole part of the show is talking to interesting people. So uh, um, uh, can you give a little, I guess, some shout outs to some prior guests that have been uh, particularly exciting and maybe talk about uh, why that show is uh, particularly exciting to check out uh, just so that folks can have a good idea of, uh, so the, yeah, so the folks might check it out. Yeah, absolutely, it. absolutely. So so one specifically for uh, the cannabis industry is my buddy Kyle Baker. Uh, he was episode seven of the podcast. Uh, he actually brought on uh, the Spot Dog, uh, which is you know one of the one of the tools that his company is experimenting with uh, for biosecurity in uh, cannabis grow facilities. Like uh, he he marches this thing around uh, a a cultivation center, and it's like monitoring for uh, for mold spores and stuff. So that is. Um, yeah, it's just really cool that like for episode seven of my podcast, I got to have this really like hot ticket thing in this Boston Dynamics robot on the show. And and oh, yeah. for those that for some clarification, you know, I, I do I I record my podcast in video format, generally release them in video format and then get them up on Spotify at a, at a later point in time. Um, but that but that's it. Right. Being able to have those visual aids to um, the activity is just it's real. It's real enthralling. Uh, for well, folks. And that's, I have an important question about that episode uh, with the spot, the dog, you know, the Boston dynamics thing and the spirit of Boston dynamics. Did he kick the dog? <laughs> so uh, I did not kick the dog myself. Uh, however, we did march the dog around for drinks afterwards. Uh, there was like a good couple weeks when Kyle first got it, where it's just like everywhere he went, it was the thing that he brought with him. And it was yeah. just this cool thing. Like I, we, we, we went out to, uh, to another one of our downtown uh, watering holes, PKs. And like, I did some pictures out front of it in front of their sign. And it was just some real neat stuff to see and do that watching people lose their minds when this thing would come walking down the street. It is just, it is an experience to behold right? <laughs> People just go crazy. And I mean, it's, it's, it's as new a technology as there is right now. Uh, and it, and it really, uh, it really draws yeah. some attention. You know what I mean? When I say kicking the dog though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, like, like you kick it and then it like auto balances and it, and it's self-riding yeah, yeah. and all that other stuff. Oh yeah, dude. It's very, it's very balanced. We, uh, we would walk it up. So there's another bar, the cellar, uh, where we were just kind of cruising and, and, and checking it out. Um, uh, it it's walk downstairs, walk upstairs, and this thing conquered it like it was nothing, right? All of the oh. videos, uh, you know, are, that's very real. 
everything that you see occur that Boston Dynamics publishes is stuff that they are incredibly capable of doing when they go out there with that media. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, so that was, a, that was a guest. Uh, you got another guest. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, episode, fi- um, episode 50. Uh, this is for Chicago folks, uh, that are in the, that are in the punk rock and, and rock and roll and entertainment scene up there. Uh, gentleman by the name of Patrick Hodeck. Uh, Patrick uh, is now a photographer, but has been in the punk rock scene uh, since he uh, grew, uh, since he was, essentially since he was born in LA uh, and then like moved to Southern Illinois when, when he was in his uh, teenage years and like was part of a formative punk scene uh, in the eighties here. And he's lived in Chicago for a handful of decades now. And uh, he just like, if, if you are, if you've seen his photography and you are anywhere near this scene in Chicago, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. So Patrick Hodeck, episode 50 of the WTF Carbondale podcast. That's a, that's a pretty good one uh, to check out. Another, another person in the entertainment industry uh, who I don't know how much time Cortland spent in Chicago uh, performing, uh, but he's been all over, he's been all over the country since he was like 14, 15 years old, uh, my buddy Cortland Jabray, uh, he's, he's a Carbondale based, uh, hip hop artist. And, uh, yeah, man, he had a, he had a big hit. Like again, like I said, when he was like 15, 16 years old, with a song called crank that Batman, like it came out right around when soldier boy came out with crank that Superman. And like he, the, the whole episode, like we probably take up a good 20, 25 minutes talking about just specifically that, uh, part of his life. And he talks about, you know, going back and forth with soldier boy on this like internet chart in 2006. Um, and just like who popped when, and it's like, it could have just as well been, been him in that place. Uh, you know, uh, you know, latching onto that as a soldier boy, arguably, uh, you know, I'll give him credit. I think he's, I think he's tracking, uh, tracking well comparative to a to a soldier boy these days just because he's not getting turned into internet memes so <laughs> I, I, I think that's uh, I think that's worth uh, worth anything in in this and just not becoming your own self-fulfilling internet meme um, let's see scrolling scrolling through this a little bit more anybody that sticks out that's kind of a Drake um, uh, the Drake yeah so um when we talked about Drake coming to Carbondale for like his first U S performance, it was here at SIU. It was like 2009 or something. And when we talked about that on the podcast, Chris G, um, uh, a buddy of ours that goes, that goes way back. I used to play video games with him. Cortland's grown up with him and, uh, and so on. And, and uh, he actually went and found that video and like dropped that in the comments and was like, here's that Drake video. Here's Drake. Here's Drake saying he'll definitely come back to SIU and he hasn't been back yet. So Drake, if you're listening to the Chillinoy podcast, um, Kanye West, if you're listening to the Chillinoy podcast and you can holler at Drake for us, um, that'd be cool. Send him our way. Uh, <laughs> he said he'd come back to Carbondale. So we still got the arena. We can still pack 10,000 people plus in that thing. Uh, I'm sure we could make that happen. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kanye is always listening. Uh, so shout out to Kanye. It's been a while since we've hung out, but, um, you know, anyway, so I don't want to get too much, too much into Kanye and my relationship with him. Uh, I'm just glad uh, you have it, man. Some, you know, that, that professional networking, it's important. It's very, very important. 
yeah 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 it's uh super important you know got to be connected (laughs) um but um anyways uh so um any other fun projects that you're uh you know do you want to give a shout out to um before you know we start to wrap up the show um any other projects you'd like to talk about Oh my God, dude. Uh, it's, there's, it's, it's never ending and it's always exciting. The um, here's, here's the deal, man. And, and the reason why I kind of joked about uh, wanting to, to uh, sell you so hard on, on this podcast to be like, man, I want you and Justine to want to like move here after the, <laughs> after, uh, after I, uh, after I give you the, the Carbondale pitch on the podcast. Um, uh-huh. But like, it's, it's really because that's, that's kind of the, the community that I want to work to create here. Um, a concept that, that I've been working with for several years now that WTF Carbondale is really just my contribution to. Uh, and that's a project that I'm calling Creatordale. And this project is essentially a, an attempt to, to get, um, uh, to use, to, to have Carbondale as this backdrop for um, a, a plethora of creator activity. Um, you know, whether it's people doing videos, people that are just uh, running social media accounts, people that are making podcasts, uh, people that are creating professional media, uh, people that are actually producing uh, film and, and television. Um, you know, we've got the state getting ready to invest $87 million uh, in an <coughs> overhaul of uh, SIU's communication center. We send all sorts of talent to LA and New York and all over the country to produce media. Um, and in conjunction with the talent that's already here and it's homegrown and has been here or the talent that we could attract, uh, I want to see this place really develop into uh, just this, this little Los Angeles, this, uh, you know, this kind of Illinoisan uh, Georgia uh, space where it's like, you know, we're, we're doing the same activity here that you know, the, the film industry is doing in Georgia and drawing some of those folks here. Uh, Chicago uh, and the State Tourism Bureau already have a really strong, uh, you know, presence within the entertainment industry. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think that, uh, that we can see some of that activity kind of filter in down here. I look at something like our mall that's got two anchor stores that are currently empty an old Macy's and an old JC Penney and something that large and that accessible with things like a loading dock already in place and dressing rooms and the modularity of space. And uh, you know, it's kind of centrally located and accessible by car, foot, bike, whatever. Uh, that that spaces like this can can be turned into uh, the production studios of the future and then have access to uh, you know spaces like a Nashville a Chicago a St. Louis uh, be smack dab in the middle of you you talked about it early up on the on the show uh, about how it's it's a different geography down here right like southern Illinois is the merger of multiple geographic zones we've got prairies and we've got bluffs and we've got swampland and just we've we've got a, an, an eclectic mix um, of earth just kind of under our feet here. Uh, so the accessibility to, uh, you know, to a wide array uh, of backdrops and, and shots and things like that kind of complements that. But it, you, you can't just snap your fingers and have all of this large uh, kind of institutional activity occurring. You got to start kind of from the ground up and with the internet and with uh, the, the creative uh, platforms that that we as a society have now to reach one another. Uh, I think that something like Creator Creator Dale, which is you know in in uh, uh, in developing this idea over over the years, right? TikTok houses has become a thing, 
right? People, people live and try and make viral content in a central location. In LA, it's these TikTok houses. Um, you know, here I'm looking at it from a perspective of what if there was just this interwoven community of folks that were creators that lived their own lives and had their own niches, but then were able to just come together around being physically in the same space as one another. Everything from car creators, uh, you know, and the people that are on that are on Gearhead YouTube, right? Um, we've got we've got a really cool automotive school at SIU. Uh, to, you know, things like what I'm in the midst of uh, with, uh, you know, stand-up comedy uh, and live music and all sorts of other, uh, you know, in-person entertainment uh, to, you know, what we can embrace within the cannabis industry, understanding that uh, media is another important component to the cannabis industry. And there are going to be places that are centralized to uh, that business uh, and that can, uh, and that cultural activity, uh, and that we could very well be that place that kind of embraces that, uh, and, and makes that part of our, part of our social fabric. So Creator Dale is the project idea. Um, now that things are loosening back up with, with COVID, my thought is to kind of make my first round of phone calls in the next couple months, uh, and get maybe 20 or 30 people that I know that are already doing something together in this space, um, mm -hmm. and get them here to participate. And I'll tell you what, man, I'll, I'll extend, uh, I'll extend my hand out to you. Uh, Effingham is not that far away. Uh, I think that Chillinois can definitely find itself participating in the greater creator Dale project. And that's where I come into my, my second or third invitation of Mike, the God, is it Mike, the God or Mike, the God, what, how do I need to pronounce this? So I don't offend Mr. God. Uh, his, uh, <laughs> his hand uh, is uh, Mike G to God ah, Mike um, on Instagram. G to God. Oh, so his I've, full I've, name I've, is Mike, I, Michael Malcolm. Yep. All right. Well, Michael, Michael Malcolm, uh, I, I apologize for constantly butchering your Instagram handle multiple times throughout the course uh, of, of this podcast. So if you get the train ticket, I'll pick up your first meal and we can go from there. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Good man. Uh, so, uh, yeah um folks once again the the social media handles are in the description i'm sure nathan's going to come back on the show in the future uh because uh, i feel like there's more we could talk about with regard to carbondale especially like you say with with covid restrictions loosening up it'd be cool to maybe have you back on to promote some comedy or music shows coming up or wh whatever you know you might have your ear to and seen um, like you say, we all, we're all, like I said earlier, and uh, like, I really appreciate it about you uh, bringing that um, artist, their art, the artist sample on. Um, we love promoting our local artists. So um, if, if I can work with you to do that, um, I'd love to. So, Hey man, uh, pick it up just a little bit off of, uh, you know, off of the state identity here, one Chilinoy, right? One Illinois. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, man. That's right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. I'm going to stop the recording.